Hi guys, welcome to Farmer Friday, where I get to interview agriculture, ag organizations, and ag businesses across the state of West Virginia. My name is Elizabeth Lynch, your Miss Jefferson County 2022. I am extremely excited about the guests that I have on my Farmer Friday interview today. I have the wonderful pleasure of speaking with our West Virginia State Agricultural Commissioner, Kent Leonhardt. How are you today? I'm doing great, Elizabeth. This is going to be fun. I'm so excited, and I can't tell you how much I appreciate you agreeing to take the time to do this with me today. Oh, it's my pleasure. It's part of the best part of the job is getting out there and talking to the folks and talking about West Virginia agriculture. It's so important that people really understand what really happens in our industry. Oh, I couldn't agree more. So let's go ahead and jump in. Tell me about yourself and your agricultural background. Well, uh, my agricultural background started when I was a young, at a young age, my parents bought an abandoned farm and we started going around using that as vacation. It was up in Northeast Pennsylvania and we started going to county fairs and things of that nature. We didn't have any animals growing up other than a dog and a cat. Uh, but uh, I started getting interested in agriculture. Uh, so I went to the University of Missouri. I studied wildlife and some agricultural uh, uh, courses, thinking maybe I'd go into pre-vet or something. But wildlife management really kind of caught my eye. And it was towards the winding down of the Vietnam War. And there was a lot of people studying wildlife management at that time. And veterans uh, from Vietnam were getting most of the jobs because there was a veteran's preference. So I looked into joining the military and I joined the Marine Corps, uh, ended up liking it, stayed there. Uh, for almost 21 years, and uh, the only wildlife I ever managed was Marines. But after that, uh, my wife and I, we had early on in my career, we had bought an abandoned West Virginia farm. It was abandoned in 1957. But when I retired in 96, we moved there and started restoring it. Uh, we had done some work on the house prior to that. And uh, from there, we uh, started raising cattle, sheep, and goats. And we just had a great time. Then all of a sudden, I got into this political world. Uh, ran for commissioner of agriculture in 2012. Lost my first race. Ran for the state senate in 14. Won that race. And then ran for agriculture commissioner again in 2016. And won that again. And won that one. So uh, here I am in my second term as commissioner of agriculture. As you know, West Virginia is only one of 12 states that are actually elected commissioner or secretary of agriculture. All the other 38 states uh, are appointed by the governor. So West Virginia is a little bit different. We get, I work for you, the citizens that are listening to this conversation. And I, you know, I work with the governor obviously because, you know, we're both what's called the board upon the board of public works, but I do work for myself. Actually, I work for you. Amazing. First off, thank you so much for your service. My honor. Now, uh, so you've been Commissioner of Agriculture for a little bit of time. What do you think is the most challenging part about, about that job? Well, I kind of hinted that that in my introduction a little bit is getting people to understand what the Department of Agriculture does. And that includes our legislators down in Charleston. Uh, most of them don't come from a farming background. We only have about 4% of our population are actually engaged in agriculture. When our state was formed in 1865, 
you know, 90% of our population lived on a farm. Now we're down to about 4%. So people take eating from a safe, affordable, and abundant food supply kind of for granted. And people don't understand. They see agriculture commissioner. They go, you know, what's that do? Uh, and people really don't understand the full depth and breadth of the job. That's, you know, one of the big parts about your job and a part, a small part of my job too, is about getting people to understand how important agriculture is every day and how it impacts our daily lives. So again, education is super important in the agricultural industry. It is. And our programs that we have in West Virginia, the 4-H and FFA, people don't realize that since I've been in office, well, until COVID hit, we were breaking records in FFA. Now, I don't run FFA. The Department of Education does, but I'm certainly a big fan and promoter of it. And we're breaking records of student participation in the state. So that makes me feel good about the work that we're doing and getting the word out. But, you know, you talk about, you hear, we're an energy state. And people think about energy, energy, and coal and natural gas. And they think that's what's most important. But actually, we all eat every day. And like I said, people take that for granted. But we do more than just food. We just more, way more than just uh, taking care of farms. Um, tourism, uh, we have agritourism is, is growing in the state of West Virginia. But as far as everybody hears about how important tourism is, but people don't realize that we keep our forests healthy. Imagine what the new River Gorge, the uh, new national park designation would be like if those trees were eaten up by gypsy moths uh, and it's the department of ag that keeps that keeps them clean or if you've been to uh, blackwater falls state park and the hemlock trees we treat those from the uh woolly adelgid there's a lot of great things that the department of agriculture does that people don't realize right one of the things that i preach all the time is agriculture is so much more than cows sows and plows there's so many facets of agriculture that you know, people love to be involved with. Now, Absolutely. So on the flip side of everything, what do you think is the best part of your job? Well, the best part of my job is working with the youth to make sure that we're prepared to move into the next century. So that has been really great. I mean, even though the programs are run by extension offices at WVU and West Virginia State or the uh, Department of Education, working with our youth and seeing what they've done and watching some of those grow. Because I've been in office long enough that I've watched them uh, actually go out and start working and getting into the industry. So that's that's very rewarding. Or when somebody comes up and, and thanks me for the work that the Department of Ag is doing, that is all very rewarding. Absolutely. I 100% agree with you there. I'm sure that your job you know, takes you different places too, where you're able to see the growth and development through the youth in agriculture. And that's, that's such a huge part of uh, what you do as well. Now, how have you used your title as the West Virginia State Agricultural Commissioner to support agriculture in West Virginia? Give me a little bit of things that you have done throughout your time. Okay, well, obviously we're using social media quite a bit to promote things that are being done. So that's kind of different than what we used to do in the past in promoting agriculture. But I also have the privilege to go out to the fairs and festivals and crown queens and kings uh, at the various festivals. And just being out there talking to the people. You know, we have offices uh, all over the state. You know, I have two offices down in Charleston. 
uh, one in the Capitol building where I'm there during the legislative session and I'm meeting with the legislative folks and I'm using my position there to talk about bills and legislation that are of interest to agriculture and that can help move us forward. Then I also have those lab laboratories on the hill at Guthrie uh, where we do our consumer protection things and food safety, test hemp, test soft-served ice cream, test lime and fertilizer, and a lot of other consumer products to make sure that the consumer is getting what they want. And then we do a lot of food safety testing up there as well. We have our own meat inspection program in the state of West Virginia. So we're out there promoting agriculture in those ways. And then we have a business development side of things where we go out and we try to attract agribusinesses to the state of West Virginia. And we're ha I'm happy to say, you know, we've expanded meat processing. Red meat production in the state of West Virginia is up 50% since I've been in office. Very proud of that. We have an aseptic milk processing facility be, being built in Morgantown that when it opens in next January, it's going to be 105 new jobs. And food processing is like a manufacturing job. And we all hear how we want to get manufacturing jobs back to West Virginia. Well, food processing is one of those ways we can do it. So that's very rewarding. We're out promoting those type of things. Uh, we have laboratories in Moorfield that support our poultry industry which is our number one industry in the state of West Virginia over the Eastern Panhandle. And we also have a lot of turkey production down in the Greenbrier, uh, Greenbrier Valley. So I get to go all over the place. Then we have an office in Morgantown as well. And we do a lot of coordination with WVU, uh, both Extension and the Davis College. And then we also work with West Virginia State. Now, what's one role that you have during your time for West Virginia agriculture? What's one main thing that you really want to accomplish? The one thing I really want to get accomplished right now is get new laboratories. We have some of the best people in the world. Uh, we've got great scientists. We've got great processes. We've got uh, modern equipment. But we're in 1950s buildings that were built in, in the 1950s. They're actually in an old air defense uh, site uh, facility. And you know, underneath some of our floors is an old bowling alley. We're cramped for space. We could do so much more. I have contracts with the Food and Drug Administration. I've got contracts with the Environmental Protection Agency uh, to do testing on various things. And we have contracts with the U.S. Department of Agriculture. There's so much more we can do. And we are scientists. Very often we get microbiologists and chemists uh, into the uh, Department of Agriculture, and we train them, and then they go off to industry later on. So we're sort of like an incubator for other businesses in the state of West Virginia, and most people don't understand that. Our laboratories are so very important, and our people deserve a, a good environment to work in. I agree completely. So that, that sounds like a really great goal and something that I'm super interested in as an agricultural scientist. So that's really good to hear. Now, one thing that I'm also super interested in is the Fresh Food Act. So for my viewers at home who might not know what that is, could you give me a little bit of background information? Well, uh, there was a, a legislator out in, uh, in Wayne County that he wanted to get more fresh foods into the schools. And he came and brought an idea to the Department of Agriculture and he sponsored a bill. And he started out saying, our schools need to buy 20% of their 
uh, food that we served in the schools from West Virginia uh, producers. And I said, oh my gosh, that is great to do, but I don't think we're ever going to get there right away. And if we don't meet those goals early on, it's going to fail and then they'll repeal the bill. Uh, so we started out at 5%. And then we've adjusted it to include dairy products because we do have a dairy processor right here in West Virginia. Now, uh, the Department of Ag is uh, tasked with monitoring that. Uh, it's not really enforced at this point in time. We're just doing more encouragement. Uh, most of those agencies don't work for the Department of Agriculture. They work for the governor. So it's up to them to push what they do. And it fits into budgets too. You pay a little bit more sometimes for fresh food uh, than you do uh, from the uh, food distributing warehouses. And, you know, they have to make a budget too. So it gets kind of difficult sometimes, but we're plugging along. We're getting there. We're promoting it. More and more institutions are coming online. So I'm very proud of the fact that I thank the delegate for, for getting that, that ball rolling and the legislators that supported it. And it's been helpful to the to the agricultural industry in the state of West Virginia. And I think it will only continue to grow. Now, like you said, it's gonna take a little bit of time to get to that 5% growth, or pardon me, goal. Uh, what can our state do to help potentially speed up the process or ensure that the act has success moving forward? Well, again, uh, talk to your legislators, tell them you like the idea, go out and say, hey, we wanna make sure that the schools and our prison systems have the budget to where they can meet those that 5% goal and still feed. You know, a prisoner in West Virginia comes out about 30 pounds heavier than when they go in on the average. And then we end up paying for that healthcare cost later on down the line. I've always said that, you know, West Virginia agriculture can be good health for the state of West Virginia. Number one, it's good health for our bodies because the food's fresher, more nutritious, uh, so we save there, but then we also save, and the dollars stay in West Virginia. So those dollars turn. So it becomes good health for the economy. And if we're eating healthier, we're saving money in our budgets on health care. So that's also good for the economy. But modern agriculture with precision planning, uh, the high tunnels that you see uh, popping up all over the state, those are conservation practices. So it's also very good for the environment. So, there is no other industry in West Virginia that can claim good health for the individual, good health for the economy, and good health for the environment all at the same time. That's amazing. That would be phenomenal. Now, yes. switching gears just a little bit, um, COVID-19 okay. has really impacted agriculture across the United States. In what ways has it affected West Virginia agriculture specifically? Well, that's a great comment. I love to answer that because I'm here to say West Virginia came through with flying colors. We did not shut agriculture down in the state of West Virginia during COVID. We had some trying times. We had a few little uh, tussles and, uh, you know, gentlemanly and uh, ladylike words uh, amongst agencies and stuff, but we kept everything open. Uh, we did not euthanize any chickens like that couldn't get into a processing facility or hogs, uh, or we didn't dump any raw milk. Uh, West, in fact, uh, working with Extension, uh, they brought in a lot more hogs that otherwise would have been slaughtered. So our meat processing facilities got 
backed up. So that did slow down people that wanted to get their own freezer beef uh, cut up because we just ran out of capacity in the state. Uh, but having all that extra come in also kept more food on the shelves in our grocery stores. So we didn't see the empty shelves as bad as our surrounding states. And I talked I'm on in the National Board of uh, National Association State Departments of Agriculture, and I talked to a lot of ag commissioners, and West Virginia did really well. We did not have the, uh, the gaps as big as some of the other states, and our meat processing continued. We actually uh, were, I worked with the Department of Transportation and got permits for bringing raw, more raw milk into the state of West Virginia to be processed that otherwise would have been dumped in other states. And we kept those processing, that processing open. And then when they repackaged it and delivered it to where it was needed uh, within West Virginia. So we didn't have the milk shortage and the dairy shortages that other states saw. So I'm so proud of my staff, even though many of them were starting to work from home and not coming into the office, they stepped up, they kept working. We never shut down. And we kept uh, the businesses, the agribusinesses in West Virginia operating. Can you imagine what the economy really would have been like if West Virginia agriculture had to shut down like our neighboring states did? You know, we started preparing for this, not knowing it was going to happen, uh, by promoting our locally West Virginia grown early on and our farmers markets. You know, we've in the last five years, we've doubled the number of farmers markets in the state of West Virginia. So I'm very proud of those things that we've accomplished and uh, the future looks very bright. And I'm, anybody sees somebody that works for the Department of Agriculture, please pat them on the back. They did a great job. And when the National Guard ran out of refrigerated trucking, we stepped in and we helped deliver vaccinations throughout the state. Uh, we shifted, most people don't realize that we deliver through USDA feeding programs, 15% of the food that's eaten in our schools. Uh, we have a warehouse and trucking system in Ripley that we do all this work through. And we delivered, we had to shift gears and get that food to the people and the students that needed it. During COVID also, uh, President Trump had started uh, buying some more commodities when the trade war with China started and that was called trade mitigation food. And we were able to bring $24 million worth of trade mitigation and food into the state of West Virginia to get out to those in West Virginia that needed it because they had lost their jobs or uh, fell on hard times. So we did a, a tremendous amount of work just to keep our population fed as well. Amazing. And it was a busy time. Phenomenal. Um, it's always great to hear wonderful things about West Virginia agriculture and then, of course, promoting our small farms and small businesses in the state of West Virginia. Uh, talking to a lot of uh, farmers markets in our area, they said that during COVID, their uh, influx of people coming in to buy fresh fruit and vegetables um, increased tremendously. Uh, so what can our state do to continue to help our farmers and farmers markets? moving out of the pandemic situation? Well, again, let's talk to our legislators. I've been asking for five years and I haven't been funded yet uh, for West Virginia Grown uh, so that we can continue the branding of our West Virginia products, get people to understand how valuable 
But it's an education process, like we talked about in the beginning of this uh, discussion. So you have to have the funding to go out and educate and the people to go out into the field and discuss what actually is needed. A lot of people say they don't go to a farmer's market because let's say a head of lettuce costs too much. But if I'm talking to a crowd and I say, how many of you out there have bought a head of lettuce at a grocery store and threw it away because it went bad? Because, and you didn't get to eat it all. And every hand goes up. And I said, well, maybe if you bought lettuce from a West Virginia farmer that had a shelf life a lot longer and it was fresh when you bought it and you ate it all, well, maybe you didn't pay too much for that head of lettuce. <laughs> Same thing goes through with, I was at a, uh, at a motel, at a hotel, and they served fresh eggs in the morning. And they were, I asked for two eggs over easy. It took him six eggs to crack before he got one that the yolk didn't break so I could have my over easy eggs. Well, maybe if he had bought a West Virginia grown egg and it was a little bit fresher, it wasn't as old, he would have gotten it on the first one and the yolk wouldn't have broken. And so maybe he did, they didn't pay too much for those eggs. When you think about that kind of waste, Buying from a local West Virginia farmer is not really more expensive. Then you take the nutritional value, again, and the fact that you're helping a West Virginia farmer, again, we need the funding to educate. I'm asking your listeners to talk to your legislators and say, fund the West Virginia Grown Program as Commissioner Leonhardt has asked. I love it. I love it. And you've touched on this multiple times throughout this interview, but what is something that our policymakers can do to support this vital industry? Well, again, West Virginia grown, um, let's you know, fund, our, fund our laboratories. That's, those are my two biggest priorities, funding the laboratories and funding West Virginia grown. And it, I wouldn't mind being able to pay our staff a little bit better <laughs> as well. All right, now, what is one big thing, if you could pick anything, one big thing you want your community and your state to know about West Virginia agriculture? Wow. Well, uh, West Virginia Department of Agriculture on state dollars, our state budget is operating similar to what 2008 the commissioner received. So we're using your tax dollars very, very wisely, and we're accomplishing more. We did not, back in 2008, they didn't have the Cedar Lakes Conference Center for FFA that's run by the Department of Agriculture. We didn't have grade A milk. That used to be under the Department of Health and Human Resources. That's under the Department of Agriculture. We also do a Veterans and Heroes to Agriculture program where we help with the unseen wounds of war and our soldiers and our heroes, our first responders heal from tragedy and things that they've seen. It's, a, it's very therapeutic. We're doing all those type of things that it's not done back in 2008, and we're doing it with $2,008. So we're being very good stewards of the taxpayer money. So I'm very proud of that in the department as well. And we've also given all our employees some raises over that time as well. So I'm very proud of that fact. So that's very important. And you should be proud. That is amazing to hear. Um, taking from my all-time favorite speech by E.M. Tiffany, the FFA Creed, why do you believe in the future of agriculture? Well, that's very easy 
because I don't know anybody that doesn't have to eat. Yep. <laughs> you know, when you talk about uh, the three things that the, you know, every Boy Scout or everybody that survives know, does wilderness survival, there's three things. You need food, water, and shelter. And agriculture touches on all of those. Now, obviously, we feed. The Department of Agriculture is very much involved in the restoration and cleaning up of our waters throughout the state. As as uh, Commissioner of Agriculture by statute, I chair the State Conservation Committee, and we're doing a lot of great work uh, throughout the state in cleaning up our waters. West Virginia is in the only state in the Chesapeake Bay watershed that is meeting the 2025 restoration goals. And you're on the Eastern Panhandle, so that's very important to you out there. Absolutely. Uh, and we're the only state meeting those goals and we're doing it with an elected ag commissioner and we're doing it all voluntarily. So I'm very proud of the, the folks that are involved in conservation in West Virginia and the Department of Ag. We have 93,000 acres under nutrient management planning. So the farmer is only putting on what he absolutely needs uh, we've just in the last couple, last year, we delisted another stream from agricultural hazard uh, out in, in your area. So that is all great things to hear. So, you know, when you're talking about, you know, the, the FFA creed, feed, a food, uh, you're talking about water. And then when I talked about earlier about the timber industry, you know, West Virginia is the third most forested, forested state in the nation. Uh, and we're one of the top states producing hardwoods. And all that is used in, in our housing. And so, you know, food, water, and shelter. It's those, that's why the future of agriculture is so great. And yes, we have a forestry department, but forestry department does not work with uh, the health of the forest. They work with us on it, but we're the primary responsibility for the forest health. We also do the phytosanitary inspections that allow our logs and timber and frame and uh, sawed lumber to be shipped overseas. And we're harvesting at less than the rate of growth in the state of West Virginia, uh, but we are we're supporting the uh, logging and timbering industry in the state of West Virginia as well, which brings revenue into the state. So very important for our economy. So, yeah, we fit right in there with the uh, FFA Creek. Amazing. Well, that's all the questions that I have for you today. And I can guarantee you my viewers are going to learn a ton from this interview. So thank you again for taking the time to speak with me today. It means the absolute world. Well, thank you so much, Elizabeth. And uh, people can go to the Department of Agriculture's website and learn more about what we do if or if we have questions or if they're looking for a job. We have some openings. Uh, they can apply for a job at the Department of Agriculture through that website. Definitely go check out that website, guys. Thank you for watching. My name is Elizabeth Lynch. And as always, remember to thank your partners.